everybody. It's a time. It's a time. It's a me, Mario, and it's a time for a Magic the Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) And it's me, Luigi, the tall one, and that looks like Linguini. Is he the tall one? Yes. Luigi's, they're not exactly the same height. Luigi's Are taller. you kidding Luigi's me right now? Luigi's way taller. It's a fact. Are you guys serious? Dead. 100%. Mario is short and fat. Luigi is tall and skinny. Wow. I am definitely short and fat. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 140, no, 245 of Magic the Amateuring, sponsored by Mario Kart. I... <laughs> I can't, we can't say that. I'm like 100% sure, Mario, that we have to take that back immediately. Okay, not or else Mario's going to come for you and a little go kart. He's going to run shell, you blue over. Blue shell, blue shell. We have a blue shell situation. Exactly. Uh, you may hear voices yeah. in the background that are not me, one of your hosts, Megan. And you may hear voices and rumblings from tummies that aren't me, one of your other hosts, Maria. Who are those other voices? Are they just voices in our heads? Are they perhaps Peach and Daisy? Are they voices in your heads? Could be are they toad and kuba are they dk and wario are they bowser and baby mini bowser (laughs) that's right we have special guests on this episode of magic the amateuring and uh we're we're very excited to welcome them but before we do okay you're just gonna have to stay in suspense as to who they are even though they both have really recognizable voices that they use for a living (laughs) excuse me i use my voice for a living (laughs) Today's show is all about good stuff. That's the yeah. theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff, good people, and good times. Oh, and good... Never mind. I couldn't... Never mind. I don't know. Good grief. Good grief. And good grief. Oh. We're here uh, recording live from a hotel room. That's right. In Boston. That's where we are. And why is that, Megan? Well, do you know what? I just want to point out really quickly also that this hotel room has a balcony. You all have heard me talk about this several times today. People in the room oh, already. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is scary. Megan, you know a lot of Megan's fears on the show. I have if you're, a fear of heights. If you're a regular listener, add another one to the list. Balconies. Yes. What is what is my whole... I don't have a long list. Dams and heights. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and having someone, your secret twin, steal your identity and commit a crime oh, that's in right. your that's name. That's not even a secret twin thing. Falsely that's just accused. being falsely accused of a crime. Yeah. Okay, that's mm-hmm. three. I that's feel like three. three isn't unreasonable. Okay, sure. Well, moving on. Yeah, Why we, are we in Boston, Maria? We're in Boston because of the World Championship. Why are we in Boston? It's an existential question, but uh, yeah. non-existentially, we are here for the biggest magic com- competition of them all. Yes. This is the granddaddy of magic competitions. It is. The it's, big kahuna. It's the it's the tall volcano. The giant chocolate pudding. It's the biggest tortilla. A size 15 men's shoe of it, magic. It is a world record pizza. <laughs> We've got the best players in the universe here to compete for the title of best in the world. That's uh, a big claim. It is. We don't know the other magic players not on Earth. Well, I'm just going to say that. If they they think they're so good, they can get their butts to Earth and compete in the world championship. That's (laughs) That's what I say. If they want to contest this, they need to get over here and contest it for real. Amen. Sister. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we're going to talk oh about the God. world championship because we're here yes. and it's coming up this yes. week and you better watch it on Twitch. Yeah, you should. We'll know. And we're going to talk about Ixalan Unlimited because it's just been released. That's and right. And we've been playing a lot of it. Yes, we have. And we're going to give you our first thoughts on the format. Word. So you can go and crush your drafts or your sealed PPTQs or whatever have you back home. Before we get real, real, real going, we have a couple <laughs> people to thank. Those are, first of all, you, patrons of this show, people who are supporting and making what we do possible. Patreon.com slash MTACast. There are two patrons of the show of the Less Than 1% Club in the in room this with room. us That's now. right. So thank you so much if you make it happen. Patreon.com slash MTACast. Also, CardKingdom.com slash MTACast. Go there. Singles, boosters, cards. Oh, yeah. Magic Card Kingdom paraphernalia. Is the, sh- is the total boosters. <laughs> Total super good place to go to get cards. <laughs> yeah. Definitely what good I was going to say. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, super fast, super awesome, and we love them. Thank you so much to them for supporting our show continually. And if you want to be as cool as these cats in the room with us who have yet to be named, become a supporter of the show on Patreon, and you'll be in damn fine company as these two yeah. lovely gentlemen. Yeah, you will be. Yeah, so uh, let's do a show. Yeah, let's. Talk about Ixalan Limited, you cool cats. Wait, Maria, who what? are these cool cats? Oh, cool cats. Uh, say your names and one fun fact about you, starting over there at the left. Uh, I'm Tim Willoughby. I'm on coverage, and my irrational fear is walking up escalators that aren't turned on. <gasps> what? That's true. Oh, he yeah. true we confess this we to learned me last this yesterday. Wait, what? Like, Tell me more about this. I can, t- can I tell him for you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah go ahead. So go his ahead. parents yeah. told him to be careful around escalators as a child because okay. you could get sucked under. Oh, my god. Well, that kind of stuck with young Tim Willoughby. Yeah. <laughs> he never recovered. Wow. But yeah, it, it just really weirds me out. I don't like it. Wow. Right. Good okay. fun fact. Second mystery guest, reveal yourself. Hi, I'm Marshall Sutcliffe. Um... I was supposed to say a fun fact. Yeah, fun yeah. fact. Fun Irrational fact. fear. Irrational fear is on the I table. I designed these shoes. That's a lie. What? I did. Oh, you like you could pick all the stuff I about them? I picked all the colors, and uh, and this is my favorite color, and I picked it. it. We're looking at kind of like a pink, pinkish salmon color. It's great. It's called infrared. <laughs> <laughs> I'll believe Marshall you. Marshall is really hurt that you just called that salmon. Pinkish salmon? Does it look like salmon to you? If no, you it's it, darker. It's deeper. If you than, order that deeper and it comes salmon. out, do not eat it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's maybe like a tuna. It's a good tuna. A tuna <laughs> chew color. Irrational fear is clowns. Okay, sure. Yeah. I don't feel like it's irrational. <laughs> this is definitely Have you vindicated. seen a clown? Like That's <laughs> yeah, one of the scariest right. things you could see, but uh, some people what? tell me I'm weird for that. But. I don't want to tell you a nightmare scenario, but we have Uh-oh. several friends who are professional clowns. Honestly? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> we do, yeah. None and in the room? No, none of them are in the room. Like magicians? That we know yes. of. Cool with that. Uh, <laughs> they, are, they are delightful people. Yeah, you, t- you <laughs> keep them to yourself. <laughs> you can have your delightful people Marshall, I'll be over Marshall, here with that. How do you feel about mimes? Great, uh, great mi- question. Mildly creepy, but not nearly as creepy as actual clowns. Mimes okay. are like if you split the difference between a clown and a person. Serial killer. Oh, <laughs> 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 That's just a fact. Wow. <laughs> One of my irrational fears is not drafting Ixalan, however. Maria, that's just a bald-faced lie. How do you like that segue? <laughs> I don't enjoy it. Tell us a fear. Oh, you want me to tell you one? Yeah. 
Oh, I want to hear one. All too. my fears are completely rational. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I've actually talked about this on the show before. Okay. Um, but in case you haven't heard, it, my rational fear is a glitch screens on video games. So, like, say the video game back in the day, you're playing on who knows what, and it kind of glitches out or whatever, yeah, yeah, and it, it looks looks weird, really weird. Yeah. Oh my gosh, does that bother me? That got you. Yes. And do you want to know why? I do. Okay. This is the genesis of it. I was playing The Hobbit for GameCube. So where are my GameCubers at? Yeah. And uh, what happened is I was creeping along a wall in it, kind of walking along a ledge, and I turned like I had the camera angle go in such a way that what happened for maybe like three to five seconds was the characters, the Hobbit, flat art came up on screen. (laughs) So it was horrifying. (laughs) You know, like if you took it and you just flattened it out and it was just like, (laughs) you know, like a big teeth, like Like each of the polygon pixel things just went like a map. Yes. And I wasn't expecting it. Oh, it horrified me, so <laughs> very scary. I feel like I might be developing a new irrational fear. Wow. <laughs> anyway, that's where mine comes from. Thanks for bringing it up. Okay, okay. Yeah, anyway, excellent. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm just still thinking about how I feel like my room is haunted, and, like, I can't get over They're that all feeling. The same. We are, we're in Boston. But, but your room's haunted by the ghosts of revolutionaries past. That's yeah. true. So um, you're okay. Yes. For those of you who are wondering what the heck is going on, we are staying at a hotel, the Revere Hotel in Boston, uh, and it is haunted by the ghosts of revolutionary soldiers. It yep. is named yep. after Paul Revere, too. Mm-hmm. This yeah. And he is everywhere in here. There's he is. He's on this of, wall. There's lots of weird art of founding fathers and revolutionary soldiers. This picture of Paul Revere, though, that I'm sorry you can't see. Him. It's not Paul Revere. Well, it's, it's definitely a revolutionary babe. Like, look yeah. at that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate oh, the God. knee patch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You it's know? so neat. You He's know, have you ever looked at pictures of Civil War soldiers back in the day? He Stuff has a like great that? Jawline, though, doesn't he? <laughs> a revolutionary babe. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're like, if you look at the dudes, their hair and everything, they're super stylish. It looks like they could be from today, and they just went back in time and got their photo taken. It's kind of uncanny. Yeah, there's actually a. a there's two busts on the wall here of yeah. revolutionary yeah. forefathers, except for they have neck tattoos and piercings. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding either. It's I really dig it. It's funny. It's real weird. And I dig I, it. It's, I'm into it's it. bizarre. One has an anchor on his neck and the other one yeah. has like a bird or something. Yeah, yeah. I think those are the exact ones. I think those might be in every room. I think they they're are. In my yeah. room. They're like they're in, in my, my room. Too. And the ghost horse over here. The ghost horse is in all of them. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's ghost horse. I don't that's think ghost I have horse. ghost horse. That's nightmare. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Bringing it right on back. Boston really likes to put push the point home of like, hey, stuff went down here. Yeah. yeah. That's very true. You know what we I mean? We actually have a mural in the downstairs lobby <laughs> of the Boston Massacre. <laughs> like, why is that <sighs> there? That, that is, is weird to me. It feels a little bit out of place. I, I agree. Argue. I agree. It's difficult. Difficult. You the know, it doesn't feel out of place. Ixalan Limited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the queen of terrible Marshall bringing it home with us. <laughs> Can't fall off this segue. Great. Oh, boy. Great transition. So before we were here in Boston, we actually took a train to Boston today. Yes. We were in Providence in the smallest right. state in the Union, Rhode Island, and uh, we were watching some Team Limited so we got to see Whoa, sealed and what? Did you just pronounce the H? Rhode Island. Rhode Island. I just wanted to make sure that that's silent. what I heard with my ear. It's not silent. I'm going to get full value on all those letters. No, yeah, yeah carry on. Thank I just you. had to make sure that's what happened. <laughs> and Massacre. we got to watch. How was 
Houseets. Message to Houseets. Oh yeah, Message, message to Houseets. <laughs> and we watched Team Limited, but we didn't uh, yes, watch in just Providence. straight up draft. That's right. Well, at the end we did. We watched Team Draft. Team Draft. Team Draft. And I want to know, everybody, uh, what you think the keys are to the format that we, based on what we witnessed this weekend, it's very new. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and put, throw one thing down on the table. Yes. Fast. I think it's fast. Yeah, it does seem to be fast. Uh, th that's typical for uh, early in a format that, you know, people will kind of latch on to the tried and true strategies that they know, mm -hmm. which are playing creatures with a good mana curve of creatures, playing combat tricks, and playing removal spells. And that doesn't leave a lot of room in those type of decks for other things like experimenting with, you know, maybe a funky rare or a funky uncommon that you haven't seen or tried out yet. But... It has been true in virtually every limited format ever, with a few exceptions, that those type of decks can get wins. So you'll often see the competitive players, you know, they'll go towards those type of strategies early because they know that those type of things work. And then as we get a little deeper into the format, we'll start to suss out which type of these niche strategies are successful and which ones aren't. And watching a couple of, uh, not necessarily the stuff that we were watching on coverage, but uh, behind the scenes, watching people <laughs> who were doing drafts in the after hours. Yes. Uh, we saw, that we got to see. Night, yes. After hours. <laughs> uh, we got to see some, we've seen some weird decks out there. Oh, yeah. Tim, tell us about your favorite deck to draft. So, tribes are rad in this format. It's a tribal format, and you can be like, okay, I'm black, white, and vampires. I'm red, green, I'm dinos, or whatever. But you can also just sort of go, well, I'm going to mainly draft these colors and take good cards, but then if you've got treasure, splashing is totally fine, if not encouraged. So I had a black-white dinosaurs, pirates, vampires-y kind of deck that with two contract killings was able to splash Tishana at seven. <coughs> with, did. With, I saw it. To be clear, no lands that no were blue, either green blue lands or green. None. But like you cast one contract killing, which costs five, you get two treasure, which means you've now got seven mana, including a blue and a green, and you get to cast your bomb blue-green mythic and draw, like, nine cards because you're playing vampires, so you have a million creatures in Yeah, play. Tim's been pushing in this direction yeah. further and further with these blue cards that, you know, uh, uh, Sailor of Memes and that kind of card <laughs> <laughs> that will get Wall you... Cats. Depths of Desire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Depths of Desire is another one. Um, Prosperous Pirates that, that really do... I, I like where you're going with it, Tim, and I want to explore this space, too, of just saying... Screw it, I'm playing everything, and I'm just going to have enough treasure. And, uh, it, you know, by using the treasure, I'm going to be able to play cards that are more powerful over all five colors and, and overpower my opponent. Because the consistency could be bad with that, but, you know, it doesn't take much. You know, one Hwatli can change the way an entire game goes, yeah. even if you're in blue, black, or whatever. Yeah, I think that the cool thing is going to be trying to figure out which of the cards that are worth splashing. So yeah, like, that's a great point. Obviously, yeah. when you've got a bomb mythic, it's super easy. You're like, all right, I'm playing a deck that makes lots of creatures. I have a way of splashing. This is going to be good. But like, figuring out, you know, is it worth just throwing a big old dino in my vampire's deck because I just need a way of closing out a game? You mean Gregory trample? the Nine Nine Ancient Brontonon? I think we all know that that's what he's referring <laughs> I think we're to. all talking about the Nine Nine. Yeah. yeah. So Megan, that's a. Uh, that's a card that you've stuffed in plenty of drafts. Oh, I certainly have. <laughs> and Sealed decks, draft decks. Tell, tell us why. Do you know what? Because the honest truth is that in Sealed, I looked at it, and I was, like, in that Sealed deck, I was playing dinos already. I was like, Naya dinos with a Huatli and, you know, some other stuff. And I was just like, I need a 23rd card. And that 23rd card should be something that's just, like, 
I, I have a good curve already. I have all my removal. I have some good creatures. Like, it's going to be this there, Gregory. Nine, nine. Get in there, buddy. Because sometimes, you know, like, sometimes you flood out. I and just then, picture you know Gregory like, put me in, coach. I'm exactly. ready. I got this. And he's then like, he's look, like, ah, I'm get in big, there. I'm big. I'm, I'm powerful. Old. I'm tough. Like, I can do this, man. Yeah. And you just want to give that big old dinosaur a shot. Yeah. I, I agree. Because we all know he takes a shot a little bit later in the story. Yeah, he from does. A destructive uh, from that star, star of extinction. Kills him and everything he knows. His oh, world. poor yeah. Gregory. Goes well, out munching on some. of Gregory, right? He lives yeah. for so long He's munching on ancient. those leaves. Yeah. All goes oh, away gone in an instant. An instant. Wow. We can learn a lot from Gregory's um, death, and yeah. that's live life to the fullest. If you want to eat, eat those, those leaves, leaves. Yes. eat those leaves. Gorge yep. on foliage. You never Gorge. know when there's a star coming down to smack <laughs> yeah. you in the monks. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why she put him in her deck. Yeah, yeah there you exactly. go. Exactly. Just needed to give him his time in the sun before that sun fell to earth. <laughs> and and him. That's yeah. exactly him. what happened. <laughs> Destroyed his entire way of life. All and right. that's when the sun came to earth and killed all the dinosaurs. That's my report. Thank you, Jeremy, fourth grade. Uh, where are you getting your information, Do you Jeremy? guys ever think about how, how old archaeologists just, like, put bones together wrong sometimes? Well, yeah. I mean, they didn't I have just a map. Just a jigsaw, right? It really is. It's well, they're great. all laying in a pile. Like, I know. That's my. It's like that's what's that wonderful. <laughs> this one looks like it goes on the head. I'm Actually, gonna it would sure. be pretty bad though if two dinosaurs crashed into each other and died. Exactly. Oh, Another yeah. dinosaur came and ate one of the dinosaurs' mm -hmm. heads, and then it was just like, I don't know, you what figure it out. What is this weird? Yeah. That's yeah. actually what happened. Yeah. I mean, or they like, combined like two dinosaurs into one. Or like you know, like moving like water that like moved bones around. Yeah, yeah. Could carry I, what? some unnecessary bones down to another bone pile. What was the one that doesn't that was not right that we like learned all of them. in our life was incorrect I feel like and it never all existed. Correct and perfect. I mean, like there was the whole thing with the feathers, right? Like, well, the feathers is a yeah, problem. Yeah, we know too. that. I'm thinking like they put together a dinosaur that Wasn't did it? not Wasn't exist. Wasn't it a brontosaurus? I want to say it was don't a brontosaurus. Yes. Don't, oh, don't take what? this. Away. This is my childhood evaporating. Well, Marshall, brontosauruses are real and we're wrong. That's not the dinosaur that we're looking at. You can go on living your fantasy world. Right, yeah, I like that. Yeah. So I mean, like, we're it thinking happens. of a different dinosaur that they messed up. That they or, didn't like, when they always put together and make up. Yeah, when okay. they always re like change what t-rex did for food they're like oh it hunted and they're like no it's scavenged wait it hunted again wait it cooked and it drank soylent <laughs> have you guys seen the picture of like where they were like this is what if they just found the bones of a goose what it would look like <laughs> as a dinosaur but like no. they go, if you just imagine it didn't it's have so feathers weird. and it looks just like a dinosaur if you put it together and draw it just based on the bones oh and they reckon that's what happened. They all just really look like birds. Yeah, they oh, all just yeah. look like geese. Yeah, pretty much. Literally, it's just all just a bunch of strange real big old geese. Wait, I don't like this. Geese. Like a big dumpy goose? <laughs> well, a, yeah. bron a bronto goose. <laughs> a big dumpy goose. The biggest goose in all the land. Marshall, in the world of words that yeah. don't get used often enough, dumpy, dumpy is goose. really one of them. We've actually been establishing a bit of a, <laughs> yeah. a lexicon of unused yeah. words. Really dumpy goose. <laughs> dumpy, lousy goose. Oh my goodness. That's a Tinder profile if I ever heard oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing Swipe but a dumpy right goose. On that. Oh. Or is it left? <laughs> Definitely right, right, Marshall. Right Definitely right. All right, so. So, so uh, we established, we also, you know. we also got to see uh, another another one of the coverage team, Neil Rigby, draft a five color 
Can you refer treasure. to him by his God-given name? Uh, Big Rig? The Big Rig. The Big, Big Rig. Rig. Yep. Uh, sorry. First name, Big. Last name, Rig. Yeah. All aboard. Uh, like, just like five-color monstrosity. Yes. Using treasure for fixing <laughs> once again. Um, yeah. Neil is a very accomplished drafter, and so watching this deck 3-0 is kind of like watching a train wreck meeting a work of art. And, like while uh, playing a violin. While playing like a violin. A, a train crashes while a violin is played. And there, and it's just <laughs> glorious. Yes. Um, so yeah, I think. While Yo-Yo Ma is on cello. Ooh, nice. Oh. I think Did, the possibilities. Wait, wait, somehow are we just compared Neil Rigby. <laughs> and, <laughs> the big Rigby. No, we said it, Yo-Yo Ma was there. On the train. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. You had me, and then it was like, wait. <laughs> So, like, I guess possibilities are open, and we, we talked to Martin Yuza this morning, and we said, what's the best common in the set? Which, quick plug, if you go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash MTACast, uh, you can see our video coming up on Wednesday, which oh, will yeah. be tomorrow if you're listening to this when the episode is released, where we asked everybody their favorite draft common, and Martin Yuza was like, uh, Territorial Hammer Skull. Why are you giving that away? I'm just giving that one thing away. Nobody knows all the other ones. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> and that's because aggressive fast that card's fantastic tap down your stuff it costs mm -hmm. three mana you know it was really impressive um you know you were, were in the booth uh for the whole gp weekend and every time it came down we're like well that's a well, problem there you go there yeah. was a few times you know admittedly where the player who played it was behind in the game and it looked pretty bleh. but that was rare almost the other all the other times it either kept them ahead or put them ahead uh in some type of a race scenario and, it was pretty uh, great. I've been really impressed by that card. Yeah. So you you two were, uh, and uh, Tim, all three of you were watching, commentating. Do you guys have any highlights from this weekend? Oh, yeah. All right, Marshall, Marshall your hand is up. It. Your hand is up, Marshall. I, I had, so I've been doing coverage in the booth now for five years and changed. Like, it's been a while now. And a lot of it blends together, but... Um, Marie and I had a moment that will be, I think, one of my favorite coverage <laughs> moments because it's so uh, centric to how this group of people thinks, the competitive magic players, right? These little nitty-gritty, detail-y yeah. things. And, and we were watching a match between two really accomplished players. One of them was Owen Turtenwald, um, who's you know considered one of the best players in the world for the past you know three or four years, and his opponent, his name is uh, Osip Lebedovich, and Osip um, doesn't really play much. He recently got married. He's got a career. He's kind of stepped away from Magic, uh, but he at one time was one of the better players, and in fact had won a Pro Tour. Yeah, I mean, Pro Tour Venice, right? Yeah, I mean, so so you know, Osip is is no joke. You know, when he puts his mind to it, he actually is in that upper echelon for players. Well, they're playing each other here at a team GP, and then they just happen to be the ones that were paired up against each other. And, you know, this scenario popped up where Owen Turtenwald was tapped out and had a very valuable 3-3, the uh, Shapers of Nature, on the battlefield. And Osip had four lands on his turn, and he had two creatures, actually, but he attacked with one of them, and it was a it was Atsican a one archer. Four. Yeah, an Atsican archer. And he attacked... And Marie and I, you know, these are the type of little moments that can slip by easily. But, you know, we're like, well, wait a minute. Let, let's talk about this for a sec because Owen was really thinking about it. And basically the idea was that Osip has a what we'd call like a free roll attack, right? He has an attack where the worst case scenario is that his creature gets blocked and he doesn't get damaged, but nothing can die. Right. And the best case is he gets in for a free point of damage. And the thing is, is that Owen knows that. 
and Osip knows that, and Owen knows that Osip knows that. So, but, but the funny part is, is it, yeah, Owen is at like 18 life, and he sits there and thinks about it for a couple of minutes, and that gave you and I the time to have a little conversation that's similar to what we're having here, and talk about what's going through the players' minds. And, you know, at some point, Owen's talking to, to William Huey Jensen, his teammate on his left, and saying, should I block? And Huey's like, He's like, just block it. Like, he he has to attack here. You, yeah. You, you know, but Owen doesn't want to risk his creature. It's one of the best creatures it's in his deck. Maybe one of the, maybe his best creature. Might it's be. on the short list. And so he decides, after a long think, no, I'm just going to take, it's one damage. He's going from 19 to 18 or 18 to 70 or something like that. And, and, you know, you and I were like, oh, he got it through. You know, he took it. And right when that happens, Osip freaks out. And we see his hands. Because remember, from our booth, we see exactly what you see on the screen. We don't have any extra cameras or any hybrid. You know, whatever's on your monitor is probably, like, a better version of what <laughs> yeah, we that's see. True. And so we see his hands kind of fist pumping. And we hear him yell. Now, Ray and I are wearing noise-canceling headphones, like the big ones that go over your ears so that you can't hear anything else. And we could hear him through that. And, uh, and he, in fact, got up, high-fived his opponents. He was screaming and yelling, and it was because he got through this one <laughs> single point of damage. But, you know, the real moment that was fun is that you and I were all over it, right? Like, we... It wasn't just a moment that we let pass by and we're kind of like, oh, well, he got really excited about one point of damage. That was weird. All right, well, there's the next turn. Like, we knew <laughs> what was going on and we got to bring one of those really intricate, nitty-gritty moments that you get here. Again, this is the kind of thing that, like, I get excited about. It's yeah. stupid. I mean, it's one point. Who cares, right? But, you know, it's not like a trophy being hoisted up or a big lot of money being given away, but I love those little moments, and we got one of the best ones, I think, uh, this weekend. I mean, it's fun to see a player have fun with the game, too, and to be like, <laughs> I got one over on Owen Turtenwald. That's right. That's right. That's right. Johnny Chan moment in there. Yeah, I bluffed a big ringer. Yeah, he was really excited about that, too, uh, in kind of a fun way. It's also one of the things that we also talked about while we were on the stream that was interesting, too, is, you know, Osip is from another time, and, I mean, Tim can speak to it better than I can because he was working on coverage while this was going on. On, but you know, people used to be just a lot more flamboyant, and they were more willing to to poke fun at or, or sometimes <laughs> even boat. humiliate their opponent. Yeah, I mean, you know, to say like I got you, you know, yeah. I did it. And you know, these days uh, the Magic crowd at the Pro Tour events is a little bit of older now. You know, they've matured as a group, and. Um, that is really frowned upon. And for obvious reason, it's rude, right? Like, it's just mean. You don't rub it in your opponent's face when you do something <laughs> good. That's just, that's just not a nice thing to do. But I tell you what it is. It's real nice on the camera. It makes good TV. Because it's fun to watch, you know? And it's like these are characters in a, in a sporting event or a thing that we're watching. And, you know, it makes it uh, more dynamic. And I think you can do it. Like, I think what Osip did was totally fine. Owen oh, yeah. started laughing. It was, oh, I mean, it was just a fun moment. Yeah, and I loved it that he did that. Yeah. I thought it made a really, like, a, f a cool moment into a moment I won't forget. Yeah. But, like, I mean, the thing you're talking about, like, how times have changed and whatnot. Like, these days, if you look at all the Platinum Pros plus, you know, any of the big regulars on the Pro Tour, like, most of them are probably friends with most of the rest of them on Facebook. Like, everyone is sort of, you know, a big pack it's of people traveling fluid, around. Yeah. A big family all playing Magic. And, like, 
back in the day when OSIP was winning PTs and like the earlier days of the Pro Tour, like, you know, your Boston crew and your New York crew even wouldn't necessarily hang out so much. And then you got like your East Coast, West Coast and the Euros and whatnot. And there was and a bunch of rivalries. Yeah, right? a ton of like team rivalries that were a big deal. So it was a little, there's a little bit more of an edge to it. Like it was like, you know what, we're going to stick it to you guys and we're going to let you know about it. Yeah. And we got a little taste of it. It was great. I've got to say a cool thing that I just think happened is that the Peach Garden Oath was upset this weekend at uh, at Team Limited, and they were the defending champions. Yeah. And uh, not that it was necessarily cool, quote-unquote, but I mean, like, that's the thing. They're like the giants of the game. Not only were they defending champions, but in the finals, they played a team that was two-thirds of the team that they yes. beat in the finals yeah. at GP Cleveland. Grudge match. Just a couple incredible. months ago. Yeah. Uh, which was, of course, the winners of this, of GP Providence, yeah. which was uh, Andrew Beckstrom, Martin Yuza, and Corey Burkhart. Yeah. Yuza uh, and Burkhart coming from GP Cleveland. Yeah. It was uh, a really special moment for those guys, too. So Martin Yuza, I mean, he's, uh, well, he is now once again tied for the most accomplished GP player ever. He has 28 yeah. Grand Prix wow. top eight. Jeez. Jeez. That's how many insane. How many GPs have you played? How many? I've played four or five. Yeah, I, I've never come close to a top eight. Did you say like, 28? 28? 28. 28 top eight. So, it's probably double the number of GPs I've played in my life. Yeah, and he's won multiple, you know, seven or eight or whatever it is. <laughs> so, you know, for him, oh, look, it, it's special. Every one of them special for those players. But this was the first GP win for both Corey and Andrew. Yeah. And I talked <laughs> to them immediately after. This is right before you were going to take the winner photos, yeah. Megan. And, you know, uh, I gave BK a hug. We call uh, Andrew Bex from BK. It's his nickname. And he, you know, he was tearing up a little. Like, yeah. he wasn't crying or anything, but he was like, I did it, you know? And I saw him on their phones, like, tell, telling their family and <laughs> yeah. loved ones that they won. It was just, I just loved yeah. seeing that. And Corey Burkhart, Burkhart had multiple second place finishes at Grand Prix, including one that he chalks up to uh, a loss based on his own mistake, which is a really tough, yeah. you know, yeah. thing to... And he finally, finally got over the hump. He thought he might last time, but, yeah. you know, yeah. Peach Garden Oath, it turns out, are tough to beat. Um, but uh, he did, and, you know, it, it brings it all home because, you know, I've done all these GPs now, and when you get a chance to see these players who have put so much of their effort and time and, and emotional energy into it, and you see that elation of finally winning because... You know, one thing that I think people don't really fully embrace about uh, tournament magic players, and, you know, so if you watch, you know, a, a pro tour or a Grand Prix every once in a while or whatever, you think, oh, yeah, well, that guy's one of the best or the, whatever. Winning, straight up winning tournaments happens very infrequently. Even the best players in the world, like, don't have don't have one million GP wins on their record. No, they, they often have zero. You yeah. know, like a good example that I like to use is when Patrick Chapin won the Pro Tour a few years ago. Mm -hmm. That was his first premier level win. Wow. He hadn't won a GP, he hadn't won the Pro Tour. Yeah, he'd had like yeah. one finals at Worlds and some top eights. Yeah, I mean, he was a successful player. He's in the yeah, Hall of, of Fame, right? He's well-respected. People know that he's great at the game. But this is what I'm saying. Even a guy of that caliber had never said... Hey, I won. Like this trophy. I got the trophy. trophy. Is it? I did what I'm trying to do. You yeah. know, Josh Utter Layton's a similar type player. He had all these top eights and stuff, but you know, he won a GP. It was like, this is the first tournament he's actually won. You know, I mean, I shouldn't say that. You know, these guys have all won tournaments. It's not like they've never won the tournament, but I'm talking about premier level play, premier play level, which sure. is like yeah. Grand Prix and uh, Pro Tours. And speaking of premier level, like the two opposing 
teams four uses and team and yeah. peach garden oath one of them it was all of their first grand prix they had ever played i was shot so in the to top them. four wow. yeah of this it, it, it. So, you know, we, we talked about it when we were at the Grand Prix leading in about how hard it is to do well at a team limited event or any team event. Because what you do is you take uh, however much better the professional player is than the other player sitting across from them. Let's say it's 60-40. And normally you're like, well, that's not bad. Like, I have a 40% chance to beat this pro. I might get there. But then you multiply it out by all three, and all of a sudden it gets a lot harder. So seeing those three in the make the top four, it happens very rarely that you don't know the names of the players in the top four. It's always like, oh, that team made it. Nice. And they're like, oh, yeah. this must happen of course. Yes. all the GPs yeah. you go to. You just yeah. make and it up. And I went over and I was like, hey, guys, uh, so you're about to team draft in the top four of a Grand Prix. How many team drafts have you done in this format? And they're like, we've never team drafted ever. I'm like, yeah. the format? They're like, never. Never. Just, oh. just period. Okay, well, it's only the Peach like, Garden Oath that'll probably work out for you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Turns out uh, both of the newcomers were very quickly dispatched in the in the semis. Yeah. 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 And that was a brisk set of semis to come and say, I must admit. <laughs> yeah. It he, was, yeah. 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 I was like, we're back like, in already? <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, really incredible work for them, though. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, Absolutely. Like the, I was blown also, away. Like, this, like, the sportsmanship of, like, going into a top four where it's just like, oh, yeah, I not only have to face, like, one, you know, a, an amazing pro, but also I have to sit down with my two teammates who are also having to face off against, like, these pros with incredible records behind them. It's great. Overall, a fantastic tournament. And fun. if you get a, didn't so get a chance fun. to check it out, I'd encourage you highly to go check it out on Twitch. You can uh, watch the clip about... OSIP on Reddit. It's been clipped, but you can go and watch the whole thing on uh, twitch.tv slash magic because it was just a, it was a great time. It was a lot of fun. Lots of, you know, you all, it was neat to see because in sealed deck, you know, maybe if you played your um, pre-release or you're heading out to like some sealed PPTQs or something. Yeah. Uh, when you open these sealed decks in Ixalan, you don't always get like a dino deck because it's like you're only opening six boosters. There's probably not going to be a cohesive enough like dino or merfolk or vampire strategy. But in these, you know, they're getting to open 12. 12. And in 12 boosters, you got to see across a bunch of them, like most groups had like a merfolk deck, a vampire's deck, a dino's deck, or like a merfolk, a pirate's, and a dino's. Right. So you get to really see like those sealed... The tribes at their best. Yes, yeah, that's action. a great point. We really got to showcase them. Now, now exactly. we have an idea of what to shoot for in draft. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, this is what a great version of this looks like. You know, try to get here. Yeah. Except the oh. one thing you won't see in Team Seal decks that you might see in draft is the, well, I've got a charging monster or that in action, I can figure out how to splash it. That's mm. the one bit you won't see because there'll yeah. always be a red deck and they'll always take the monster sword. Yeah. That's true. Um, like one thing that I saw, I feel like this is a was a great example was um, one of the teams that ended up top fouring. Uh, it was the team, it was like three really young guys and they're all from China and two of them are like studying in the US. Um, and I like was watching some of their matches and one of the guys was on a black white vampires deck and he had out the Adanto Vanguard, mm -hmm. which is the one one for one and a white that when it attacks, it gets plus two plus oh, and you can pay for life to make it indestructible. And this guy was just gaining... He had such a good vampires deck. That it didn't like, matter. Everything had lifelink, so he could just regularly attack 
this three one into it because he could just always pay four life. Yeah. Wow. He had so much life to spare. As if that card wasn't good enough to start with. It was yeah. just like you know, yeah. now, now he just gets to activate it's it at will. Literally it's just literally just you never imagine that card, but you you just get to say it's three one indestructible. I'll make it indestructible yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like at any point. Yeah, that's Can I just say great. two words right now? Sanctum Seeker. There. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> that card did work. Oh, vampires are so wow. good in this format. Yeah. So good. Great. Anyway. Or the um God, the three three that gives like plus two plus oh to another vampire. Oh plus anointed, three plus deacon. anointed deacon. Oh. Yeah. If you want to see a great match from Providence with Sanctum Seeker, look at the last round of day one. Uh round nine. Mike, yeah, round nine. Mike Sigrist playing a vampire's deck with Sanctum Seeker. Very, very close set of games. Definitely worth checking out. All right. I hope you all out there in listener land are ready for the biggest magic tournament of your lives. That's right. It's the world championship coming up this weekend. Of your life this year. This year. Because <laughs> it happened last and year. And also ever. And it will no, happen no, next but this year. this is different. Yeah, this one's got <laughs> some true. extra bells and whistles. We've this, got this some extra is, spice. This is the very first uh, like team, team series. series championship, which is pretty sweet. All right, so break it down for us. What are we going to see just generally when we tune in Friday, Saturday, Sunday, watching the world champs? Uh, so Friday and Saturday, you're going to get to see the Swiss portion of the World Championships. You're going to see three rounds of Ixalan Booster Draft and four rounds of Standard on each of those days. New Standard, by the way. So that's seven <laughs> rounds a day. Draft and then Standard. Yeah. Going to be great. Fresh Standard format. Still very fresh draft format. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then on Sunday, you're going to see the, the Team Series Championship. Uh, where you're going to see Musashi and Genesis face off. Uh, and then you're going to see the top four of the sealed. world of the world championship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was team that Barracuda that you were just saying? Yeah, that was. <laughs> team Sealed Barracuda. Team Sealed. Yeah, see, that was the exact yeah. same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Marshall? I didn't know it was Barracuda until he told me, but you once he said it, I knew you were right. It was Barracuda. Yeah. Called it. Yeah, yeah. So Art it's yeah, it's Team Sealed for the, for the Team Series Championship, and then the top four of worlds is standard. Again. So it's 24 people are competing in the world championship here. And the uh, person who takes it all home gets $100,000. Yeah. That, that's the big change, by the wow. way. Yeah. That is the biggest individual prize pool ever in magic. Wow. Yeah. That, that's the biggest one. I, I confirmed that's that with insane. the boss man. I said, has there ever been more given away for first? And he said, nope, this is it. Yeah. That's a hundred thousand. I mean, you know, the Pro Tour, you get 40000 You know, there's times when it's fifty uh, for certain events, and that is a serious chunk of change. But oh boy. 100K is like... Buy a boat. That's real money. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about, like... Yeah. You know, this is the most prestigious Magic tournament ever. Yeah. This, this one this coming one. up. This the one. World Championship is always the most prestigious of the year, but this is... Different than previous. Yeah. I mean, this is a hundred. Th that's just for first. Like second gets fifty, I believe. Oh god! So second wins a pro tour. I think. Yeah. Wow. wow. I can't. I, I I looked at the fact sheet a while back, and I'd have to double check, but I it's a lot. Like, this is. Th there is a different vibe to the players getting ready for this as a result as well. Yeah. Like because that's you a always ton buckle down. You yes. always want to win. Oh, holy cow! If there's a hundred thousand dollars on the line, you are putting three seatbelts like, on. <laughs> buckle it all. Yes. Buckle everything. The buckle extra all the digits buckles. worth of practice. 
Ooh, yeah. they could wear buckles on their shoes. It would be very thematic for Boston. <laughs> no, that's the ghosts. <laughs> uh oh, irrational fear popping up. So let's, yeah, I'm the okay. Englishman. I have to be afraid of these ghosts way more than any of you guys. That's true. That's a good point. So uh, wouldn't have worn qualified. that red shirt, by the way. But we're gonna we're gonna do a little prediction here. All right. Of who's gonna take this whole thing down? I already know. Okay, right. Marshall Bruce, thinks he knows. Go through. Who are we gonna see? Uh, we've got Shota Yasuoka. Nope. Yep. Um. <laughs> wow! Yeah, Whoa, is that you, Zach? Calm down. We're gonna go through these players and how they how okay. they qualified. Okay. Pro Tour Kaladesh winner. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, also, incredible player. Just great. Makes uh, it look easy. He, he actually is one of the favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Just super like good amazing. control player, especially in brand new formats, and this is a super brand new format. Yeah. Um. As yeah, as noted by his Kaladesh win, like yeah. that was yes. a brand new format. He came in, just took it down. Uh, Lucas Esper Berthoud. Pro yep. Tour Ether Revolt winner. And look at this Bear smiling two. face. Bear 2. Bear 2, thank Esper. you. And his name I, is Esper, so... Except he won with Mardu vehicles. Yes. <laughs> he did win with vehicles. Uh, uh, Paolo Vitor Damodorosa. Okay, just Just casual 12, 12 Pro Tour can't top even believe that guy anymore. In his life, including... Like, what's his percentage on Pro Tour top 8? It's like... 100%. Like, it's something like a quarter... Just kidding. ...ish. It's like, like above 20% or oh something. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, and he won... He's not a human He won dude. PT Hour of, Devi Hour of Devastation this and year. And he has dimples. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Do you and have to give married. him everything? He just got engaged. Yeah. He just got engaged. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> Marshall has single tears running down yeah. his cheek right now. Uh, <laughs> and to round out, uh, to round out our Pro Tour winners, we have Jerry Thompson, Pro Jerry Tour Amonkhet. Uh, By have... the way, he's going to be a fan favorite. Oh yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, uh, people I love agree. him. Jerry he's great. is very likable, very good guy, and uh, easy to root for. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Josh Utterlayton, uh, Magic Online champion. The Raptor Companion. Year. <laughs> it's his format. Oh, it's his format. The Weast Raptor Companion. Oh, because yeah. oh, that's <laughs> cute. <They're such> good. <laughs> uh, then we have Sebastian Pozo. 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 Thank you, guys. I'm just butchering these names. Yeah, we well, uh, okay. have to say them. We have to say them. Fair enough. I gotta type them. Uh, 2016, 2017 Standard Master. Yeah, he seems Pretty like important. a really nice guy. Yeah, Martin Yuza, Draft Master. Yep. Hall of Fame elect. Yes, recent Hall of Famer. As is Josh. Uh, widely considered one of the best limited players to have happened. Yeah, and he's really good at playing aggro as well, which if this yeah. format is any indication which we saw from this past weekend, he might be well-seated. I heard that he just won a, a, limited, a limited GP. And so he just won a GP. I had that from him this morning. <laughs> Momentum. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Definitely um, a thing. Then we've got Reed Duke, North American champion. North American hair champion. <laughs> U.S. national champion. Carvalho. Yeah. Oh, he lost US his champion. hair championship. Oh, yeah, you're That's right. right. Corey, 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 Corey Burke. Oh, we saw the matchup. Yeah. Hair fight, <laughs> Victor, Corey Burke. Hair, <laughs> hair fight. They could actually get into a legit hair, like, like whipping battle. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh, but they just, like, Marie and I were judging smack them based each other on their with hair. hair? Yeah. Yep. All right. Remember the hair flip judgments we were throwing? Oh, yeah, we were. We were brutal. <laughs> uh, Marcio Carvalho, European champion. Always a bridesmaid. <laughs> wow. Well, well he, he is. He, he made the finals of a pro tour this year, yeah. and he made the finals of the, of the mocks. Yeah. And world. And, and the final world last year. Wow. Poor, poor always a bridesmaid. Oh, dear. Yeah, uh, if you go around him. to his house, okay, okay. you have to drink out of a mug because he's got no cups. <laughs> uh, then we've got Yuya Wat Watanabe. Also, like last year's Hall of Fame class. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's uh, also somebody that I would earmark as a 
you know, oh, for sure. every single year. Because he's favorite? the only player that's played in every single world championship since the format changed. Yeah. Oh, it, my yeah, goodness. He, played it, he actually that's won impressive. the first one. The, we called it the Players' Championship the first year before they uh, rebranded it to the World Championship. But mm -hmm. he won that. He actually was the only one to really tussle with, uh, with Shota that year. Yeah, because yeah. Shota dominated the Swiss and then just fell short in the finals. Oh, rough. Uh, he's the Asia-Pacific champion. Then we've got... Uh, the rest of these are all on pro points. Uh, these are the at-large These players. are the at-large players. Mm -hmm. We've got Sam Pardee, Seth Manfield, Brad Nelson, Owen Turtenwald, Kelvin Chu, Li Shi Tian, Ken Yukahiro, Donald Yuka Smith, <laughs> Martin Mueller, Javier Dominguez, Christian Calcano, William Jensen, Sam Black, and Eric Froelich. Wow. How what am I a supposed field. to choose? What a field. Do you know what? I asked Marshall this earlier, and he snap had he an answer. He snapped it off. Oh, my gosh. Marshall, do you want to tell us? I'm going to want to make you want to make Maria I, I mean, answer first? I don't know first. if I want to spoil the winner. Uh, okay. <laughs> You're so certain. For, for your viewers and listeners. Tim, do you, Tim, have, do you Tim, have Tim, who's one? your favorite? Uh, it's a God really, really tough year. Like it's absurd. Like, <laughs> so yeah, many. Like the thing that this makes is it really tough. A lot of really good players. Like it's not just the players. It's the fact that this is like such a brand new standard format that like if one of the guys that's a really good deck builder is able to get an edge there, mm -hmm. it's such an absurdly large edge, even yeah. compared to a pro tour. What's on the line here for our choice, by the way? If one of us gets oh, it right, man. I'll bet anything. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Do you have like inside information well, on this though? Well. Yeah, I know who the best player in the world is. Oh, right. oh my okay. gosh. Marshall is certain. Okay. Sorry, Tim, continue. Uh we'll have to go well, okay. How about we have to buy Tim, whoever you didn't pick anybody? No, I'm I'm hedging okay. for now. Whoever wins, we all that. have to if anybody gets it right, we have yeah. to buy them a really nice pair of socks each. Oh, that's great. Love it. Ooh, Love okay. it. That's Perfect. good. Okay. Okay. Great. Now the stakes are hiring, that? I think really hard. That was so good. <laughs> yeah. That's I just... exactly what needed to happen. <laughs> so someone gets three Marshall pairs of socks. Marshall knows that he's gonna win and he's excited about the socks. Some great socks. Okay. And if none of us get it, we each buy one pair of socks for one other person. <laughs> okay. I sure. like so that's everyone fine. gets one pair of socks sock from exchange. someone. Yes. Okay. So yes. I'm so it's a general for the sock potluck if none of us Oh swear. god, I want to scoop up all the socks so nobody else gets any, just me. <laughs> and you don't even need to buy any because you wow. just get socks yeah, all I want. Oh. Tim, all right, Tim, what's your guess? I've got my guess, you guys. I'm gonna go for okay. it. We all can't we have to choose it. different people by thinking. the way. I can do mine. Okay, okay you go. William Huey Jensen. I knew that's who you're gonna say. Yeah. So here's the deal. I think <laughs> I think that Huey is the best player in the room. Uh, of those players, I think he's the best player. If not, you can have arguments about the top four players or something. You know, you'd throw, uh, you know, I'd throw Yuya in there, Owen in there. I'd throw Eric Froelich in there, Paulo in there. Um, I mean, there's 24 players. I'm probably forgetting a couple, but these are some of the names that you know kind of rise to the top for me in that way. And I, I think that Jensen has the highest peak among any of those players. That's just personal opinion. But the other thing is that uh, he, he, so a motivated William Huey Jensen is about the scariest thing you can see. <laughs> that <laughs> I know. That I do know. When he came back to Magic, he wanted to make it into the Hall of Fame. And he also just kind of, I think, got it in his head that like, you know, a little forgot about Dre, you know? He's like, I used to be awesome at this, and you know, like people of my magic generation, I had no idea who he was. I remember the first time I met him, I'm like, oh, that was a nice guy. You know, people, uh, uh, BDM had said he was good. I had heard that Finkel 
really was complimentary of Huey back in the day, even putting Huey in some cases above himself as far as a most skilled player. But Huey hadn't played in a while. And then he came back, he started playing on Star City Circuit. He started winning those. I'm like, okay, but that's not the same thing as Grand Prix and Pro Tours. There's a different competitive level there. So then he started coming to Grand Prix. I was commentating these by this point. And I'm like, oh, he's in the top eight again? You know, oh, he won one? And like, and he rattles off like eight GP top eights yeah. in a season, I believe. Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck? This guy's insane. And he gets a Pro Tour top eight, uh, gets into the Hall of Fame. And, you know, I think at that point, when you've accomplished as much as Jensen has, you have a little bit of a, well, now what? You know, because he's not yeah. going to catch John Finkel on top eights, right? He's not going to. He's not going to get ten more top eights. He knows what kind of that would take, and frankly, Finkel's still picking them up. So, you know, that's the kind of thing that just seems like why bother? It's not worth it. But I'll tell you what: World Championship is a title that every Magic player wants to hold, and the other thing that every Magic player wants to hold is a hundred thousand dollars. He's got big hands. You can actually hold, hold all of that. Yeah. Yes, and so you know, I have seen a motivated William Huey Jensen mm. over the past month. And that guy has been working really hard with his Peach Garden Oath teammates to the tune of 10-ish hours a day of real magic. And I'm not talking about joking around, you know, got a little pizza and like, oh, you know, I'll watch some TV while we're, you know. I they're, they're never heard down. someone be so disdainful of pizza. <laughs> There's no pizza in the testing room at PGO. Also, wow. Huey doesn't eat pizza, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, and and I I just think that on top of all of that, uh, coming all the way from the pro tour um, in Kyoto, where he really needed to put up a solid finish, he won the GP prior and then had a very solid finish to put himself back to platinum. I think Huey is dialed in, and uh, to me, he he's the favorite in the field. I mean, there's nobody who's an actual favorite, meaning there's nobody who's more than 50% to win. But I think that he has the biggest percentage of any of the players. All right, wow. Mark Marshall wow. down. All right. William Huey Book Jensen. It. And Huey. he gave by far the most convincing speech. That was that a great of speech. Any of us. And you're both I'm very, tall. I'm so very passionate. Hashtag about it, tall solidarity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it really solidarity. was. Solidarity. Tall. No. Oh. Yes. Don't yes. make this a thing. Yes. Solidarity. Yes. <laughs> it's already a thing. She said it. <laughs> all, right, all right. All right. Uh, Tim. Tim. So I don't know quite. I definitely don't have as well reasoned. Uh, an argument for you this. You don't have an Oscar as, speech as about it, you mean? That was in part because Marshall's speech. clearly been thinking about this more than I And like, I definitely don't know about the level of practice that this player has had of this specific format or who he's working with. I know if you, who he's going to pick. But for some reason, the name that just keeps popping into my head, and the more I think about it, the more I can't think of someone else for this, is Sam Puddy. What? Seriously. Wow. Party That's time. awesome. I mean, Sam's awesome. Sam, like, Sam, like, watching him play, like, he's he takes his time, he figures it out, and, like, watching him play against the highest level players, he just consistently doesn't let the situation rattle him at all, doesn't let the moment adjust the way that he plays, and playing in newer formats, he seems to be dialed in on what's important in those constructed formats more than other players at the top level in Pro Tour level. Now, obviously, this is, like, a step above a pro tour in terms of difficulty level. Uh, but I think that Sam Pardee might be an interesting pick for this I one. love that pick. Yeah. All right. That's, That's a great. great pick. Sam Pardee. Yeah, great pick. Okay, Megan. Mine's Paolo. Paolo. Yeah. 
I just okay, I was going to pick him, so I'm going to pick somebody else. I know else. you were. That's why I went God, first. Dang it. Because I think we talked about this when we were yeah. looking at the field. We had talked about it at one point, and we were both just like, do you know what? He's like, he's got this very recent PT win. Yep. Um, he's obviously just like absurdly good at the game of magic. Yeah, it's and just like a delightful human being. So it's like I would love to see him. And win. here's the thing: Dimples. he just got engaged, so he's feeling great about life. And I'm not kidding when I say when you feel really happy, you perform better in whatever yeah. it is you're, you're doing totally in life. Right. It's you're very not true, right. right? It's like that's what I'm saying. He's like got this recent PT win, like gotten engaged. He's like on the life high, where it's yeah. just like I can do anything right yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. It was recently his birthday, and I'm told he got a lot of Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> Just so many breadsticks, gift, gift cards. Yeah, so he's, so he is right He's got high. a pocket full of Olive Garden gift cards. <laughs> like one more. A lovely fiance, a recent trophy. Like he's gonna look back at this time in his life, which is a lot. <laughs> exactly. Like that's a solid pick. When he's when he's much much older, fifty years from now, he's gonna look back at this year and be like, "That was the year." You also went out on a limb, Megan, and took the player with the most top eights. In, I know, in the right? So, I really, wow. yeah. I'm, you Good know, for you. Okay. a wild shot. All right. In the sock off, who's it going to be? All right, here you go. Uh, here's my guess, since Megan stole mine right under my nose. I know. I'm going to go with somebody who's been on a tear recently, and when you think of standard, Ooh. you think of the name Brad Nelson. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, The Bard? The Bard. The Bard father. Yeah. Um, I trust the dude playing standard. Like, this guy knows standard. Snap, Mike. That's what he's known for. Uh, him and his bro have been racking him up at recent GPs. And uh, I just said... GPs where, where the literal day before he'd be like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what feel I'm good. Right? What should I play? He right? And then just show up. <laughs> casually top eight the thing. And casually top eight it. No big deal. Win one of them. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. All right. So there you have it. Hashtag... Sock yeah. off 2017 hashtag world championship. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the place we were at today had really good socks as well. I so know. I know where we're going to go to sort this out. That's at the end right. Of it. That's right. If you have a prediction, some real nice socks. please tweet it at us at MTACast using the hashtag sock off. Oh, yeah. I have a prediction of a lot of hashtag sock off Owen Turtenwald, a lot of yes. hashtag oh, sock yeah. off Eric Froelich. Yeah, <laughs> I think For it sure. would be like, okay, I'm not like, we Any could of go these through guesses a, are good. Exactly. Yeah. But like Shota? I feel like we did not Shota. give enough love Yuya. to Shota. Oh, Shota and Yuya. Yuya like, those are two one. players where I'm just like, gosh, well, for well, me it's so it was so tough between those three. It's like I could have I taken. Mean, so the reason I didn't pick Shota is because I, I thought you were gonna pick Shota. I, yeah, I love I Shota. You You're a huge. I'm a Shota huge fan, fan of yeah. Shota. But and to be fair, like it doesn't seem to actually make any difference how good control is in a format for Shota to do well with control. But this really does not seem like a format where control is at its best. I see, I see. And that's almost certain to be where he's going to end up on his standard deck. Yeah. Otherwise, I would, yeah, I would be all in on Shota. Well, and also, you know, you mentioned the schedule-wise, it's it's four rounds of standard, three rounds of draft. And Shota's not knowing for excelling at booster draft. He seems to have made some He's got uh, the same number of top eights of GPs at draft as he has at constructed. Yeah. Which is like <laughs> five. Yeah. I'm I don't know. I still think yeah. that he has some some room there. Sure. That's fair enough. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Absolutely. So tune in Friday, Saturday, Sunday, this weekend, twitch.tv slash magic.
All right, it's time for Flavor Text Theater, the dating game. And since Marshall Ooh. is sitting in between us in a giant chair, yeah, like a yeah. throne. I'm, I'm in the throne here. Like, like, Marshall ended up on the throne of magic. <laughs> bow before me. <laughs> we are going to have him be our uh, All right, bachelor. Hold on, I'm going to shuffle this up. Okay, and we will on. be the suitors. We've just cracked an Ixalan booster pack here. So Megan, Tim, and I will each be a suitor represented by a magic card from Ixalan. <laughs> And in the end, Marshall will have to choose which one of us to take on a date and also which cards we are. Of course, these cards going into the drawing for our Patreon. If you become a patron, you are eligible to uh, win these fabulous cards. And the other ones we've opened this month, as lo- along with other great prizes like right, playmats. Pick one for Tim and hand it over there. All right, Tim, this is who you are. And if it like makes no sense, you can send it back. Sometimes the instants are a little yeah. weird. Wait, here, give him two more to pick from. Like, okay. Here, we'll give you three cards here. and you can pick... One yeah, there you I go. mean, they right. almost certainly should be creatures. Yeah, right? it's going to be a creature. I don't want to date a sorcery. Okay. <laughs> Nobody wants Man, to date a sorcery. You certainly also us. don't want to date an instant. No. <laughs> I'm not that type of guy, you know? <laughs> All right, I got one. It's a goodie. Okay, I've got a good one, too. Uh, man, I'd have, now I'm picking because I, okay. I'm getting to see all of these. All right. <laughs> I've I've got one. Okay, great, great, um, great. So, do I stick with one person until I figure it out, or am I bouncing? No, you bounce back, back and you forth. You ask one okay, question. Okay, where should I start? Just go we'll in this go order. This way, this way, and then you can turn it around and go the other way first, yeah, and okay. start in the middle. Should we all? Yeah. Should so we this all introduce is ourselves? yeah A B and C, and we're gonna introduce ourselves to you. <laughs> okay, great. So ready for the theme music? Like I'm a fun loving. Welcome to the dating game where we've got three contestants and one bachelor ready to go on a date. Who will he choose? Stay tuned. Bachelors, introduce yourselves. Okay. Great. Thank you. Bachelor number one. Bachelor number two, who's also me, please introduce yourself. <laughs> Vail Marshall, I am so happy to maybe go on date with you later. <laughs> I hope the date is at night time. <laughs> Tim, I'm uh, sorry. Bachelor number three. Oh, hi! <laughs> I'm bachelor number three. You want to be calling me? Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> no idea. Uh, so should I start with bachelor? <laughs> yes, yeah, so bachelorette number one. It's yeah. totally up to you. On the end, <laughs> yeah, go for it. Ba- bachelorette number one, if you were uh, to take me out for dinner, what would we eat? We eat raw steak. <laughs> we would eat. We, I would slaughter animals. Can I guess? Antelope, zebras. Can I guess? Sure. Um. I can't remember the card. The four two, the two in a red. This four no! two. No, frenzied raptor. Frenzied raptor. No. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll. We'll have more gonna, than I'll, we could I'm possibly a, eat. I'm gonna skip you and I'll, I'll come But back. I'll eat all of it. <laughs> Great question. <laughs> <laughs> For dinner, we will be going out to the park and choosing someone. And then we will go up to them, smell their neck, and take a bite. Wow. <laughs> Preferably someone small, because that's where I work best, with another small creature. Oh, I know what you are now. <laughs> I'm going to guess you later. Okay, okay, okay. Because <laughs> I figured it out. She's anointed deep. Oh, okay. I'm <laughs> a bachelor, bachelor number three, if we were to go out to dinner... What will we eat? 
Um, well, we would definitely not eat fish. Because <laughs> that would be real bad. But I like things that are wet. Maybe All right, if I we went why. somewhere stormy, that would be good. Maybe some soup. I think I know what this one is. Um, All right, can hit, I ask hit, more questions? Hit us with yeah, more questions. You can always ask more questions. <laughs> um, bachelorette number one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what would your nickname for me be if mm. we started dating? Well, I guess I would I would call you uh, I would call you my delicate little friend <laughs> because I'd be afraid that otherwise I'd just trample all over you. <laughs> and you could call me special. Special. All right, I think I know what that one is now. <laughs> because I'm rare, you don't come across me often. I'm better than rare. Oh. Oh, now I know what you are. Yeah. Wow. Bachelorette number one, would you say that um, you're hard to get at? You're hard to. Yes, I don't like interact people. With. I don't like. I don't <laughs> you're like a little people. closed off like to the world, except for people that you know well. I'll interact with them in combat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's Carnage Tyrant. That's me. Oh, you're Carnage <laughs> Tyrant. Oh, big money prizes. You're uh, anointed deacon. I'm anointed deacon. I'm gonna ask another question. I wanna. I want one more round of questions. Sure, before, sure. I guess Tim, because he's some type of fish. Something. Yeah. But he's yeah. not the big fish because there's only one rare in a pack, right? Yeah. Unless he's foil. Unless he's a foil. Are you a foil? I'm not a foil. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you broke character there, but we're going to let it slip. Um, bachelorette number one. Ah! <laughs> I didn't even answer the last one. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, back to you. What would you. What would your nickname for me be? Well, Wait, what would your nickname uh, be? My nickname for you would be... Uh, Type A, both for your personality and your blood type. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I am the storm, so you could be my little rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> I know who he is. I do too, except for I can't remember the card's name. I know, it's so hard. I, I don't remember. It's the three to unblockable. What's it called? No. It's not. Oh, he, it's oh, not no, the three to unblockable. It it's uh, storm tamer, whatever. Okay. <clears throat> um... <laughs> one more question. Uh, bachelor number one. What is your favorite kind of ice cream? Oh, great question. Uh, any, any, this is uh, an important relationship question that we need to get through if we're going to go on a date. Well, I'd like the kind of ice cream that's served out of carts because my <laughs> ice cream can't be passed across the counter. I can't be captured with ice cream. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Bachelor uh, <laughs> number two, what's your favorite kind of ice cream? My favorite kind of ice cream. Is it, blo is it blood <laughs> orange? It's blood orange. <laughs> you got it. All right. I thank you, Bachelor number two. I yes. you're, you're a little predictable, but, but I like it. You know, yeah, I've got I a like thing. Bachelor number three. What's your favorite kind of ice cream? My favorite kind of ice cream <laughs> comes from a tap. I like to tap all the ice cream. The all the ice cream tap at ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I changed it. Okay. <laughs> okay, can I guess? Yeah. Now? Yeah. So you're anointed deacon. Yes. You're carnage tyrant. Yeah. 
And you're the two, three for two blue, blue that I can't remember the name of. No, you are Water Tap Weaver. Final answer. You had it. You, you so had it. Close. You oh, had it. It's the other, other one. one. Yeah. Mommy, I'm Tempest Caller. I don't know the name of that card. I know. That was the one that I could never remember. So Tempest do I have color. to pick who I'm going on yeah. the date with? No, Marshall. Who I mean, would you go on the date with? A dinosaur, a bloody thirsty vampire, yeah. or, a, a, fish. or a tiny merfolk, or a so, fish. Call me. <laughs> too slippery. <laughs> too hungry. Aww. Winner. Oh, anointed oh. deacon. Uh, we'll Even go though on it the... leads to my image. You, you will be dead. <laughs> <knowing> you. <laughs> Goodbye, Marshall, sweet prince. <laughs> <laughs> Carnage Tyrant, though, pretty sweet uh, what mythic. What is that card called again? Yeah. Tempest Caller. Tempest right. Caller. Tempest this is going in the drawing. Hey, that's a good one. I know. Yeah. a really good one. Yeah, people are going to like that one. Set. If you're a patron of MTA cast, you could potentially win this Carnage Tyrant. That means yeah. I could potentially win that. Me that's too. Right. Yeah, you if could. If I do, can I not, though? Sure. We'll say that you I'd want and give it to somebody that else. To somebody, yeah. 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 I don't need a Carnage Tyrant. I already turned it down. I know so. you already turned down a Carnage Tyrant. <laughs> yeah. So do you know what, buddy? I feel like there's some. You're like, not getting this Dino. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't be good if I took it. <laughs> well, that's our episode. Thanks so much for listening or watching, everybody, and thanks, of course, to Marshall and Tim for being our ultra special guests. Thanks for having us on. It was that fun. has been awesome. Yeah, this has been great uh, hanging out with you and the good news is we get to hang out with them more this week. That's right. For oh, the World Championship. You're going to have your fill. There's no doubt about it. You're going to be on that airplane like, alright, enough Marshall and Tim for one five-hour five-day stretch. And of course uh, you can find us as always on Twitter at MTACast, Facebook.com slash MTACast, Patreon.com slash MTACast and a big thank you to our sponsor again, CardKingdom.com slash MTA. Cast. <laughs> Thank you. This has been Slash MTA Cast. <laughs>